This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to another Joy 94.9 podcast. Transmission time on Joy 94.9, a program where we look at life from a transgender perspective. Normally presented by Lauren myself, but unfortunately Lauren can't be with us for our last show for this current season. She's had some car problems and the repairers are having a little bit of trouble getting parts for it. That'll teach you to buy a not-an-Australian-made car, won't it? This is the last uh, Transmission Time show for a week. We're taking a bit of a break over winter and hope to come back later this year. Anyway, uh, for tonight's show, I have Cheryl joining me in the studio. Good evening, Cheryl. Oh, hello, Jane. How are you going? I'm pretty well. Tonight, we're going to have a little chat with Cheryl about her life with a transgender partner. And if time, we'll, we might talk about a book review, about dress codes, and a little look at transgender history. Uh, Cheryl... Before we sort of go in and sort of have a little bit of chat about you, um, have you done anything sort of interesting in the last week? Um, apart from changing wet bed linen from my three-year-old son, oh. <laughs> which is always fun to do on a Sunday morning, I went and saw State of Play last night, the Joy screening, which was okay. um, which was really good. It was quite interesting. You enjoyed it? Yeah, it was. It was very enjoyable. Really good. So what about yourself? Well, I had a very important day last week. Last Thursday, I actually became an Australian citizen. Woohoo! <laughs> Came out here in 1948, so I think when I was one year old, and finally took the, the plunge earlier this year. I'm glad to see you spent some time thinking about it before you committed <laughs> to it. Oh, uh, well, it was probably a lot of thinking, and, and, and maybe I shouldn't have waited um, sort of as long as I did. Well, you can't rush into these things. Mm, it's uh, good to go in with a, you know, a balanced argument. Oh, I think so. It was sort of interesting, the number of people there. Um, ours was a fairly small ceremony, just in the local council offices. Like how many people? 39. That's not too bad, though. Yeah, um, I sort of thought, you know, that they'd probably do a, a lot more. And it appears, though, they have these these summaries about every six months uh, okay. in, in my council. Yeah. But what I sort of found interesting, that most of the people there were actually from a European background. Really? Mm. There was only, I think, one family group that was from India and there was a, a couple sort of loners. Yeah, yeah. Um, loners. <laughs> well, now, where is loner, I wonder? <laughs> well, they didn't have anybody with them, so that's yeah. what I'm getting at. About half a dozen children. Oh, lovely. Uh, they went with their parents. Yeah. I think the youngest, well, I suppose, would have been about three or four. I wonder if you'll find that you have people postponing it or, or working their time around to do it on Australia Day, because that seems to be quite a big day to do the yeah, whole naturalising. Uh, I would have liked to have done mine on Australia Day and I mm. had the application in beforehand and it all been approved but right. evidently not early enough. Oh really? <laughs> mm, so uh, clearly uh, it is quite popular then. I think I got in about a week beforehand, before yeah. Australia Day and I don't think there's enough time for them to do all the processing. Oh. Yeah, even oh, that, that's a shame. Even well, you could have always put it off but now that you've made the decision <laughs> it probably wasn't a wise thing to go backwards. No, <laughs> no I'd, I'd, I'd rather go forward. Not that you're a procrastinator or anything. Oh no, of course not. <laughs> It's only take, I won't say how many years it's taken me, but it's taken me a long time. A number of years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I suppose one of my sort of, oh, not fears, but sort of... Reservations. Uh, reservations I had was actually taking the pledge, which doesn't have the word, I think it's to God or something, or oh, right. God, taking yeah. the, the non-religious one. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, oh, 
I'm going to be the only person there taking this and I'm going to stand out. <laughs> there was about seven of us. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah. See, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't be doing the whole pledging on the Bible mm-hmm. or anything either. So mm-hmm. I would have been there with you, except I was born Australian. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you don't have to go through it. No, <laughs> yeah, you I lucky? could have gotten up and done it and given you a bit of support. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did actually have a pledge, sort of like a re- certification pledge that people could do that that once you had citizenship you could give sort of an oath of allegiance again oh, reaffirm your yeah reaffirm your that's the word i was looking for oh there we go yeah. <laughs> see i am handy for something <laughs> you I fill are, in all those missing you, words you are <laughs> and one of the things i found was interesting was that the electoral office was there and they were actually handing out re-enrollment forms i said to the ladies um i'm already enrolled but she said but you'll be enrolled as a resident but not as an australian citizen oh. so so you have to go in through and do it all again Sounds a bit ambulance chaser-ish, <laughs> doesn't it? Anyway, it was a bit of fun. As a party, I went to on Saturday night. Ah, uh, now, so tell me about this party. It sounds quite interesting. Well, it's called the Eurovision Drinking Party. Now, see, this does sound good. <laughs> tell me more. Okay. It's been a, a little bit of a tradition amongst a few of my friends to have an annual event called the Eurovision Drinking Party. Um, what the host does is to record the program the week before, right. and then we have it on the following Saturday. Okay. And we have also there's competitions for for certain things to happen, and you have to sort of time how long into the show that it occur. Like the uh, the first appearance of a piano accordion, oh, <laughs> which there was one on the Eurovision contest on the first song. Because yeah, yeah. oh, well, you'd be glad if it was the first song. It wouldn't want to be the last song. <laughs> oh, it was about halfway through, I think. But there are a lot of other little bits and pieces, like winking at the camera, take one sip of your drink. Uh. And one of the people did wink. Really? <laughs> yes, oh, I was surprised oh. at that. So do you bet on one? Oh, no. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, uh, there are actually two parts. But part of it's sort of like a competition. You get these stupid prizes. Right. And one of the prizes was a Motorola brick telephone. Oh, <laughs> delightful. Just in case you needed a paperweight yeah, or a doorstop yeah, or something. Were. Like some of the bits and pieces that, that you get points for or for you get drinks for. Right. Un- unnecessary arm movements, making peace signs, bad dancing, backing singers singing off key and all things like that. I'm sure that wouldn't have happened very much. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually quite a nice night. Oh, uh, quite. And since I only have fruit juice, I don't have any problem driving home. Oh, now see, well, I probably would have been driving home too, but I'm sure the love of my life would have had fun betting on <laughs> everything. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just a, a little bit of fun and um, everybody enjoys it. Oh, Pretty good. good. It does sound like Oh, I'm sad I missed it. <laughs> well, there's maybe next n- next year we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I think Eurovision will be around for more games yet. I think so. Anyway, let's have a little bit of music. You're listening to Transmission Time with Jane and Lauren on Joy 94.9. But Lauren's not here. She's not. You're <laughs> no. stuck with me. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> You're too kind. Cheryl... We're going to talk about you. <laughs> All your secrets are going to come oh, out. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl has been a volunteer at Joy for about a year and mainly doing reception work, but recently you've sort of taken on a, the role of doing news reading as well at the weekends. I have managed to sort of infiltrate my way into the news team, that's correct. <laughs> infiltrate, a, a bit sporadic at the moment, but hopefully we'll be able to get something regular going on and okay. see how, how it all pans out. Yeah. So what made you actually join Joy and get involved in the first place? Well... Um, I stumbled across Joy looking at a website, mm-hmm. completely unrelated to Joy, no link at all, and it just had a, a little spot that had queer media and it had 
Joy 94.9 and so I thought, oh, what's this all about? Mm. I then went to the website and started listening online and it was some show. <laughs> I was listening to the music and I went, hmm, this is not quite my cup of tea. <laughs> so I promptly switched off. And then a little while after that, I thought, oh, I'll give this joy business a go again, find out what it's all about. And I remember it quite distinctly. I was listening to Taryn in the afternoon. It was when she was on the Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then that afternoon, like in the evening at the drive show, Bridget was giving away, I think the first night it was purple fluffy handcuffs and then the night after that was a double-headed dildo and i thought well there you are that's um this is your kind of I'm station home. <laughs> so, and so from there my radio station very rarely moves off the dial mm. it goes if it goes anywhere it usually goes to abc <laughs> So I've got both ends of the spectrum there. I've got, um, but very rarely do I venture away. And then I fell in love with the the station and the people, and I loved the immediacy of the station Mm -hmm. that you can send in a message and someone's going, Cheryl says, and you're like, oh my god, like I'm in my lounge room and someone's talking to me on the radio. And so I thought, oh well, I'll volunteer because I thought that it was just a great. A great place, a great okay. outlet. Yeah. I noticed that the first sort of posting you got was actually with the spin and the transmission time. Uh, that w- is true. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, program sort of bought, and I was sort of wondering, was it, was this by choice or was it just by an accident? Um, it was a, a bit of both. It was, um, it was slightly orchestrated, but also <laughs> it was it was also by chance. Like you get the vacancy of when there are shifts. Tuesday night did happen to suit me, and then I thought when I, when it was transmission time, I thought, oh, that's a bonus. So yeah. Okay. Now I suppose we should actually step back a little bit and say, I look at Cheryl the person. Oh goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> or isn't there anything to say? <laughs> no, I'm just your regular everyday Joe, Josephine, whatever you want to call me. I'm just a, a chick from the burbs with <laughs> married with two kids. We've got a normal I'm nothing remarkable, I don't think. I like to think that my yeah. lovely husband would have something to say that I am remarkable. <laughs> um, that's your cue to send me an email, darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a little bit special in some ways because you have a transgender partner. Well, this is true. I I don't I don't view myself as anything other than me. I'm just me doing what I do and doing mm. what suits me and my family. Quite selfish, really. <laughs> if it doesn't suit me, I don't do it. Okay. Now, one of the questions, how did you get to meet your partner? (laughs) (laughs) Or should we go down that way? (laughs) Oh, dear. We met through, you might say, we met through a mutual friend. Right. (laughs) It was someone whom my love worked with. I... I was the other boy's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> but ha- I will throw in the disclaimer was uh, we were quite young and it wasn't a serious relationship as it is. Mm. doesn't tend to be when you're a teenager. Yes. And I just happened... Well, the first times that we met one another, we actually hated each other's guts. We just thought that... I thought he was a, you know, a dirty, rotten bogan and he <laughs> thought I was a stuck-up cow. <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> so we were quite different. This doesn't sound like a good start to a relationship, no, Cheryl. No, we really did not like each other at all. <laughs> and then I happened to notice what amazing blue eyes my love has, and I happened to tell him that he was quite nice. And 
Okay. Hey, presto. <laughs> so at this t- at time, you didn't know anything about your partner's transgender no, issue? No, no, no. Not at that stage. Although, having said that, it was very early in our relationship that I told my husband, I said, oh, well, he was my boyfriend then, I said, you do this, don't you? And he's gone, oh, my God, how do you know that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know Ooh. how I knew that. I just, something said, ha <laughs> and it all clicked and together. Yeah. That sort of, in some ways, is a bit of amazing because a lot of people don't know the signs or don't notice the signs. Oh, I wouldn't say it was the, there was not even any, no signal, no sign. It was, I mean, when I say I, I told him it was after we'd been going out for probably maybe two or three weeks. So it was mm. a very, it was a very early epiphany that mm. I had. There was nothing to suggest anything one way or another it was just a but there must have been something there though Cheryl for you to, to say well I think you're a cross-dresser or like dressing in female clothes or something like that no, no. if there was something well, I completely straight out of the blue. It. it was completely out of the blue but 100% right yes no, I don't know maybe just did I don't I don't know there were but there was no definitely no no clue no signs no trace of mascara on the first date or anything <laughs> like that it was no, nothing, absolutely nothing. Wow. It was just one of those intuitive things. Mm. So did this alter the way that you felt about your partner? No, no, no. It was just, you know, you like to get around in dresses, I like to go to the football. It <laughs> okay. was, you know, quite, there was nothing, nothing to it, nothing about it. It was just, you know, this is something we do, this is part of who we are and let's just move on to the next thing, what's for dinner? So <laughs> it was, yeah. Oh, lovely. Did you see uh, your partner sort of dressed before you got married and all of that? Or, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely, because, yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll set the scene a little bit. I was um, coming up to my 18th birthday when we met, um, and he was a couple of years older than me. Mm-hmm. Well, he still is a couple of years older than me. And we got married, we rushed into marriage, I think. We were probably together about five years. <laughs> Oh, that's not bad. No, we don't do anything fast. (laughs) It took us about 12 years to have children as well, so we're not, we don't rush into things. So, yeah, it was, um, it's always been there. So, yes, definitely I saw him. I encouraged him to shop and pick out shoes and bought him this and that throughout the the time that we've been together, so. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a little bit of a break to give Cheryl's voice a rest. (laughs) And I can talk the leg off it here. I think we'll be right. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute. Joy 94.9. A little less straight than other radio stations. You're listening to Transmission Time on Joy 94.9 with Jane and Cheryl. No Lauren tonight. She couldn't quite get here because of some car problems. We've been having a uh, little bit of a chat to uh, Cheryl about her relationship with her transgender partner. And we've got through to the to the introduction and almost to the marriage stage (laughs) (laughs) there wasn't I don't know there wasn't much in between I guess (laughs) Um, only about five years (laughs) well they were five fun years they flew by we were having so much fun how's that for an explanation (laughs) they should still be fun years they are they're fabulous still that's good. You're saying so during the break that that your partner's cross-dressing issues and gender issues were were never kept secret it was always always out in the open everybody knew um 
Well, the first person that we told outside of us two, obviously, was my sister. Mm -hmm. And that was very early on in the relationship. Shortly thereafter, we told my mum. And then we told my other sister and her partner, Mm -hmm. who actually found out accidentally I was (laughs) ringing up another radio station to say something about something, about um, fantasies and whatnot shouldn't be kept secret um, because Mm -hmm. it can be... You know, quite enriching <laughs> so. and probably quite titillating. <laughs> and my well, my sister's partner was listening to the same radio station, and he's gone. Hang on, I know that voice. Isn't that your sister? And so then, of course, I got a phone call from her the next day, which was quite unexpected and out of the blue. And I said to first sister. I think our sister knows what's been going on. <laughs> and so, but surprisingly, she was the one who I thought would... Look, they've both been really great, really mm-hmm. accepting. There's been no... Um, nothing. It's just been, oh, well, cool, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. Roxy boat sort of thing. My eldest, eldest sister, I'm the youngest of three, my eldest sister was actually quite really supportive and far exceeded our expectations of how she um, accepted us and what we did and... It was great. It was yeah. it was really good. So it's been rosy for us. Very really. nice. It's mm. been really good. So after sort of the the five year sort of friendship engagement bit, yep. <laughs> you end up getting married. Yep, and had two children. Uh, we did. As I said, we rushed but, into but twelve that years after later. 12 years. <laughs> 11 or 12 years. I, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. We just take everything at a nice, leisurely pace. Mm. We do. We had one little boy mm-hmm. in 2000 and something or other. I can't even remember how old he is. Don't tell him that. Uh, then 18 months after that, uh, 2004, and then in 2005 or something, we had our second son. So we've got two... We don't have children. We have monsters. <laughs> well, for that age, yes. And we have a three-and-a-half-year-old that's been put on this earth to drive us absolutely insane. Mm. So. <laughs> okay. Now, both the children know about your partner's gender issues. Um, yes. How have they taken it? They know no different. They they know that Daddy sometimes wears ladies' clothes mm. and they think it's quite funny that you know, they'll put Daddy's shoes on and run around. And, <laughs> in high heels. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, they point to Daddy's other hair. <laughs> so the boys actually call when my husband's in girl mode, they call him actually, which is quite sweet. They get the pronunciation a bit mixed up. So so it's just a joke in our house that okay. it's, it's actually his hair. And <laughs> so did you actually tell them or was it something that they just basically grew up with? Well, they've grown. They're not old enough to have grown up yet. They're, you know, they're still babies. Oh, yes. Uh, so um, they haven't been told anything. It's just been omnipresent really okay. it's always been there it's just something that happened yeah, yeah. okay yeah. have you told them sort of or asked them you know, basically not to tell their friends or anything like that uh, like at like at kinder and those sort of things yeah um look for the age that they're both at they're not really into that you know that sort of gossiping if mm. you will I think that's more something that we'll be confronted with when they start school, mm-hmm. um, especially with the oldest one. It's something that we've we've tried to explain to them that for us it's normal, but not everybody else is it's, as it's understanding. Mm-hmm. But really, at the moment, it's just like trying to, you know, teach them the theory of relativity. <laughs> it just goes in one ear and out, out the, the other. other. 
So, yeah. so far we haven't really been confronted with any issues. The only time that we were confronted with anything was when we were in a department store and we were in the lingerie section and my five-year-old pointed out, Daddy, these are like your undies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, don't be silly, darling. <laughs> That's the only time that anything has ever come up out of really it. in yeah. public so yeah. but children are always so honest aren't they when they're that age <laughs> <laughs> yes it's um, it was just it was hilarious mm. I was like yeah we'll address that later <laughs> so. i suppose it must be one of the fears though that when they start school that one of the children will say something and the word will get round and the child will be actually victimized yeah i mean we've obviously discussed it at great length how to integrate this into our life as a family we've just sort of tried to go with the you know making it being as open and honest as we can with them and you know obviously considering their comprehension level and just trying to explain to them that as I said that this is this is us this is our family Mm. and you just need to be careful who you tell because not everyone's going to understand yes Mm. so yeah Mm. while you you're out uh, and this is sort of fear of a lot of transgender people, is the derogatory comments and uh, being pointed at and laughed at and things thrown at and all those sort of things. Yeah. Have you ever had any of those sort of issues? No. The only time that anything... Uh, you know, it's not a, we don't even know if it was a negative thing as we were just walking down Brunswick Street one evening and a group of young fellows walked in the opposite direction and a couple of them turned around and did a double take. But that could also <laughs> be because my love has a gorgeous backside and quite nice legs so it it could be you know yeah I don't think it was so much as it was I think it was just generally a a checking out of the talent Mm. really Mm. for being sort of younger that I think does become more of an issue uh, myself you know with my age nobody looks at me (laughs) I'm that old (laughs) I just fly under the radar well I mean I think if you're we are careful with where we go mm-hmm. and what we do. We do choose our, our situation, you know, with a bit of consideration. We don't just go rocking around. I don't want to say a suburb in case I've been in one, but, you know, we don't go rocking around Bougainville um, dressed up like tarts. We just, <laughs> <I> um, <laughs> in other words, sensible dress for your age. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, we don't do anything to attract attention. We mm. just... Yeah, we're just two people out having a, going to a movie or having a drink or whatever it is that we do. Mm, yeah. Being sensible about where you go, how you dress and how yeah. you act, all that sort and of thing. I mean, yes, it's as much about, you know, us being comfortable, but also too, I think that, you know, if you go out and act like a goose, well, then you're likely to attract attention. Okay. So mm. being considerate of other people as well. Yeah, very good. From what you've been saying, you must be a very, very close couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Although, having said that, I still haven't received that email telling me what a fabulous wife I am or anything like that. So, um, there will Ooh. be discussions had later. No. So, somebody might be in the bad books. But we have actually received a couple of emails. We have. Uh, one from um, Michael. Go, Jane and Cheryl. Thanks for all your work over the last 12 months, uh, Jane. Enjoy your break. Yes, we're certainly going to enjoy our break. <laughs> and one from uh, Rebecca. Uh, thanks for all the transmission time presenters for a wonderful show. You'll be missed during the winter to break so don't hibernate for too long on behalf of your listeners Rebecca that's very sweet that's very nice and that was Rebecca who sung last week that's right don't forget that everybody Rebecca that did the singing on the spin Mm. (laughs) 
I will probably line her up for interview in the next season. Absolutely. <laughs> I know some of her background, and yes, uh, a very interesting person. <laughs> oh, and I also had to say hello to a certain person driving a train, I think going to Frankston tonight. Oh, uh, mm, a nice part of the world, mm, down by the seaside. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Uh, it's a bit dark down there, no? Uh, I think it'd be much better during the day. Yeah. You can, you can see what's going on. Yeah. I think I might take just a little short break and give your voice a rest again. <laughs> I told you I could talk the leg off the table. Oh, that's all right. We don't mind that. <laughs> You're listening to Transmission Time on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9, when only the best will do. You're listening to Transmission Time on Joy 94.9 and we're talking with Cheryl about her life with a transgender partner. Indeed we are. Mm. What's that track, Cheryl? <laughs> that was the lovely Kylie Minogue with All I See. All, so, all, all that I see. All mm. I see. Mm. Which I like Kylie. I'm a Kylie girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is probably why we end up playing the track. <laughs> because you probably picked it out. Well, oh, we did, did I pick that one? No, that was one that you picked. But I'm actually quite pleased with your music selection tonight. You've, done a, you've done a pretty good job. Pretty Gee, good that, job. That's a bit strange for me. <laughs> At, no. least, at least that's what Lauren would say, anyway. Well, Lauren's not here, so we can do what we like. No, we no, no. can. <laughs> now, we've covered sort of a large part of your life and having children, things like that. I suppose the next section is sort of going maybe a little bit forward. Do you think that, uh, that your partner's gender issues have sort of been sort of good or bad for your relationship? Uh, for the most part, it's been good. It's been... You know, it's, I don't know, it's just been good. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> it's just, it's been what we do. Oh, look, there we go. There's a hi from my husband on the email there. <laughs> well done. He's <is> listening. <laughs> hi, Jane. I just want to say that Cheryl is special for loving someone like me. Love you, babe. Oh, oh I love you too, sweetheart. Nice. <laughs> and you know what? If it was the only job I had to do in the world, well, I reckon I'd take it. it it's a pretty good job. Good, so. good. I suppose one of the things that I've sort of found over the years is that the people's gender issues never go away and, and they often seem to intensify. Has there sort of been any change in your partner's sort of attitude, like from basically sort of being um, sort of an occasional to, 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 going, yeah, to going a lot more? <laughs> I would like to know what's going on in my lounge room at the moment. I would like to see what my <laughs> husband's face is doing right now. There has been a slight increase in um, the cross-dressing activity within our home. Mm-hmm. Um, for starters, it did start off in our home, and clearly from the last couple of questions, we have progressed outside. Yes. You know, it's, uh, as we've discussed, like my husband and I, that it's kind of like living in a cage. You can get all dressed up, but what's the point if you're staying at home? And you've got nowhere to go. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it has progressed. It has gotten more. We've gone from, you know, the... <laughs> Sorry, babe, but we've gone from, you know, the fancy, pretty little lingerie, fluffy bits and pieces, and we've progressed to the dresses and the pants and the suits and the jackets and, Mm. you know, so yeah, definitely there has been a progression. It hasn't been... 100% 100% smooth sailing, I'll mm-hmm. be quite honest with you. There has been times where it's been a bit tricky. Mm-hmm. Especially when yeah. the uninvited guest pops round that doesn't know, or that sort of, had those sort of oh, issues? No, not, not really. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing sort of like that. Just within ourselves about um, setting boundaries that mm-hmm. sometimes aren't <laughs> recognised, darling. 
Um, <laughs> there are times when, you know, we will agree on something that doesn't always go according to plan. So, yeah, there, it is... There are issues and there are complications, but mm. you might tell I'm a bit of a talker <laughs> and I believe in talking everything out. Mm, um, yes. Because without, look, if you don't have good communication in all relationships of your life, but especially within, you know, your relationship with your significant other, your husband, your girlfriend, mm. whatever you, whoever you want it to be, if you don't have good communication, you're really in strife. Oh, yes. You that, really need mm. to communicate. And so I do talk things out as far as they can be talked about <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's the sort of process that um, my partner and I went through as well um, yeah. lots of talking and sort of though in our case there were never sort of any boundaries set it's, it's things just developed yeah, yeah. I mean a lot of it my my big things of for any relationship and if anybody ever said what you know what do you think is important communication and compromise mm. you need those yes. two things mm. understanding uh, yeah yes. and if you don't have them well then like I said, you're you know, you're up that creek. Mm. So, yeah, that's mm. my philosophy. So, <laughs> so, looking forward, has there been sort of any any discussion about transitioning and, and maybe surgery on the horizon? Uh, there's been talk of transitioning. Mm. Um, surgery, no, it's popped up. Yeah, once in a blue moon as a as a side issue, but it's quickly dismissed. Mm-hmm. Transitioning is something that did pop up a while back and it, you know, really knocked us about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it certainly has a lot of, of issues around it, uh, especially financial issues. You know, that didn't even enter... Oh. I suppose it did as a secondary issue, but it certainly wasn't the primary concern that came up. The thing that we were most worried about was how it was going to affect us mm-hmm. as a couple and as a family and, you know, being the father, being the husband what my role is versus what it would become and mm. all that sort the, of... All the practical issues that you, uh, that you have to think about? I don't think they were... I don't think it was practical as such. I think it was more emotional. Mm. It was the emotional... Oh, there, there are certainly those um, as well. Yeah, but no, we didn't really think too practically. It was <laughs> well, not too logistic. It was just more about the impact that it would have on, you know, our relationship and our relationship with the boys and all that sort of business how about sort of into the future what do you think the future holds i haven't got a clue (laughs) i have a magic eight ball but it's usually inaccurate (laughs) according to my magic eight ball i've won tats lotto a million times over but um, that's that's as much as i put my faith in (laughs) in the future i've got no idea what the future holds i hope to wake up tomorrow morning and then that'll be a good start we'll go from there Mm. (laughs) well it's always good to wake up in the morning yeah (laughs) absolutely it's also it's always good to start the day vertical (laughs) (laughs) that's my theory well Cheryl, it's been a very interesting discussion and i thank you for being so open uh, with us Uh, i know it can be very stressful to (laughs) Yeah, being open about your personal life. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's very good. Oh, thank you. Uh, You're listening to Transmission Time on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9, when only the best will do. You're listening to Transmission Time on Joy 94.9. In the little bit of remaining time that we've got, I'd like to cover a little bit of transgender history. Tonight, rather than going through a collection of bits and pieces, I'll concentrate on one person, mm-hmm. Virginia Prince, who passed away in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago on the 2nd of May at the age of 96. 
That's a very good innings. It, it is a good innings. Virginia Prince was once described as the mother of cross-dressing and was instrumental in bringing gender issues to the fore in the US. In the time that we were talking about, the common term for a cross-dresser was transvestite, which is now considered a bit of a derogatory term, or in Australia anyway, yep. so I won't use that one. Virginia Prince was born Arnold Lohman in 1931 to an upper-middle-class family. Little appears to be known about her very early years, but it's known that she started cross-dressing in her late teens, but this was not enough, and eventually ended up going um, well basically stealing out of the house and uh, and going sort of public appearing public i believe that virginia continued this uh, until she got married at which time she resolved to have nothing more to do with cross-dressing now i can relate to that (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's a common scenario it is very common this pledge lasted about three months which was a lot shorter than my (laughs) death Another common scenario. Yes. <laughs> and she started uh, cross-dressing again in secret. At this time, Virginia held a PhD in biochemistry and was working for the University of California Medical School. During the rounds, Virginia noticed that several of the patients appeared to be cross-dressers. And I'd be interested to know what sort of gave them away. Yeah. She ended up eventually contacting one of them privately to discuss uh, her feelings. And it's reported that finding others like herself basically lifted a feeling of isolation and started to develop a sense of community. Mm, now, that's good. Yes. Now, uh, Virginia eventually told her wife, and, and while she tolerated the cross-dressing for a while, she, cons- she considered Virginia to be homosexual and obtained a divorce. <sighs> mm, very common. <laughs> the, the press eventually got hold of the story and outed her as a cross-dresser. She soon remarried, probably as a result of the publicity. There might have been a bit of fame sort of factor in there. Yeah. The outing in the press eventually led to other cross-dressers contacting her and the formation of a small cross-dressing group in Los Angeles. By 1960, she'd started a magazine called Transvestia, and when it was reported in the Journal of Sexology, which is a, a medical journal, the magazine started to be distributed nationwide via adult bookshops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, it conjures up all sorts of things, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, the magazine enabled cross-dressers from across the US to contact each other and to form basically loose association. This led uh, later to a formal countrywide cross-dressing group to be formed, Phi Pi Epsilon, also referred to as FPE, Full Personality, with chapters across the US. Uh, like Seahorse here in Australia, these groups of course provided a safe uh, place for cross-dressers uh, to meet others like themselves. Today the groups uh, are known as Tri-S or Society for Second Self. In 1964, Virginia divorced her wife and started living full-time as a woman. Some say it was about this time that Virginia um, started using the term transgenderist or transgender to signify cross-dressing biological males who wish to live in society as women without having sex reassignment surgery. In the mid-60s, Virginia became a very public figure by lecturing on cross-dressing across the US uh, to various community groups while still earning a living as a consultant in the biomedical field. It's just been pretty cluey, I think. Yeah. Uh, and very well accepted to be able to sort of uh, do that sort of work. Yeah, there is life after transitioning. <laughs> there, is, there certainly is. She spent much of her free time travelling and visiting other cross-dressing organisations throughout the world, including Australia. She wrote many books and articles about cross-dressing and this had an enormous effect on the gender movement. One of her fashion passions, <laughs> not fashions, Might she probably had some fashion. as well, <laughs> was to separate within the public's eye cross-dressing and homosexuality. Which are yeah. often confused. Correct, and still are, unfortunately. At this time, the public and, and many wives of cross-dressers are basically considered 
cross-dressing equals homosexuality. Whilst some disagreed with her viewpoints, especially in some of the unrealistic advice that she gave to wives as cross-dressers, there's no doubt that she had an enormous effect on bringing the hitherto taboo subject of cross-dressing to the public's attention. By doing so, she turned many lives around and I'm sure saved many from death. Mm. A Virginia Prince who never had sex change surgery must be recognised as a leader for her time and her bravery to bring cross-dressing and transgender issues to the public's attention. We all have many reasons to thank her. May she rest in peace. Absolutely. Mm. Well, we have to get out of here. We do. We're nice and comfy, but (laughs) we're going to be evicted by those two little young folk out there. Well, that's Generation Next, and of course, the Generation Next crew, and of course, the program's Generation Next. (laughs) (laughs) I'd just like to say on behalf of Lauren and myself that we really appreciate the feedback we've had over the years and especially sort of in the last year because basically we're, without you listeners there's no program <laughs> if you'd like to contact us while we're taking a break just email us at transmissiontime at joy.org.au and you can also keep in touch via our blog on the joy websites and there'll be some more podcasts going up there <laughs> anyway we'll leave you thanks very much for listening oh one thing before we go uh, we had a message from trace in alice springs tonight uh, w- what do i listen to over the winter now i've enjoyed your show over the last months and have had a great break Thanks, Trace. There you go. Covered. (laughs) Covered. (laughs) Good night. Bye. This has been another Joy 94.9 podcast. Joy 94.9 is a gay and lesbian volunteer-based community radio station committed to providing a voice for the diverse GLBTI communities. You can support our work by becoming a member or making a donation. For details, go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.